You're listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. It's almost 12 months now since I started to expand my business, Mr. Such Chimney Sweep. And I thought this week I would talk about the lessons that I've learned in the past 12 months. And these are lessons which I think any person who decides to go on a journey and expand their business is going to experience. And if you're sat there thinking about whether you should expand or not, then maybe these tips will be of interest to you, hopefully. And for those who have been on the same journey as myself and expanded the company, you will definitely recognize quite a few of these. So I'm going to talk about five lessons that I've learned from expanding my business one year on. The first lesson that I've learned is it's expensive. (laughs) Oh my God, it's expensive. (laughs) There's so many more costs which are brought to bear if you decide to expand the business because obviously when you expand, you start to do things like pay staff and so you pay their wages, you pay their taxes. You also pay for equipment that they use and training that they use, vehicles that they may use, and so on. And it really brought it home to me because I was having a look back, actually, just before the show today, on how much money was just going out of our account around this time last year and it was just eye-watering amounts to set the business up to essentially double capacity which is what we did because previous to the expansion it was just myself uh, and following expansion it was obviously myself Peter who was at the time trained to be a chimney sweep and I also took on Sam our office manager who was doing the the administrative stuff, the the financial stuff. So there was kind of one role which was a revenue-generating role and one which was not quite a revenue-generating role, although in in a roundabout way it was because it would be freeing me up to go out and sweep and therefore generate more revenue. So it was... it, 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 It... did have a direct impact on the bottom line, but in a quite a roundabout way. So yeah, it, it mass, it's massively expensive uh, time. Uh, I've seen receipts for kit that we used for the outlay for a van. And to be honest, in terms of the van, I'm so glad we did it then because the price of vans in the in the last twelve months has shot up astronomically. People are waiting months sometimes even up to eight months for, for a van now to be delivered. The whole COVID backlog has caused massive issues with with vehicles. So we were quite lucky or well you could you it wasn't it wasn't lucky in the sense that um it was an accident. It's just that we were we, we made the decision at the right time to expand and therefore we managed to get our vehicle before we before any kind of real waiting had to be done. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the costings, it's much more expensive than I thought it was going to be, certainly. And however much 
it'll be for each individual business. It it just depends really on what your business is, how how big you want to grow it, what type of business you are, um, what stage uh, of um, life your business is in, whether you're a startup company, whether you've been going a good few years. So I can't really give you a, an exact number because it will be different for every, for every business, but, but essentially whatever <laughs> my advice is, whatever you think it's going to be, uh, take that number and double it. And you may you may not even be all the way there, but you'll certainly be uh, a good good part of the way there because quite honestly, it's much more expensive than I thought it thought it would be. So lesson number one, it's expensive. Lesson number two, it is actually quite a time consuming thing because obviously there's all the things about you having to order order stuff and then you also have to invest in training and that can in, that can include training with a third party company or it can actually involve you going out and mentoring and training your new recruit and also one thing i did notice with sam particularly um, all the stuff that was just in my head about the business i then had to transplant to her <laughs> and that doesn't just come as one one big email. It must, there must have been about 15 emails a day going backwards and forwards about different things like, oh, yeah, um, I forgot there's this, and oh, yeah, there's that, and this is the way I do this, and this is the way I do that, and that's the reason I do this. And, <laughs> and, and even now, 12 months on, there's still an element of that. It's not as, not as much as that anymore. Um, but certainly when you're working remotely, it was easier with Peter because he was there in front of me and we could, we could talk about stuff in the moment while stuff was happening face to face with Sam. We were, um, obviously uh, Peter and I were out sweeping, and Sam was in the office, so it was a lot harder to have that that sharing of information. So it did become quite a time consuming process, and I'd be sitting there late at night thinking, "Oh God, I've not mentioned this." So you'd, you'd end up sending emails like ten, eleven o'clock at night, and sometimes four or five o'clock in the morning because there's stuff that you know you need to tell someone. And it's it's in your head, and getting all that information out of your head and into some form of process, or just generally just telling someone this is how we do things, is so difficult. And I I, I found that I find that quite a challenge. At some point, I thought my head was going to explode. It was like, oh god, I can't. I, I, one of the things I've always said throughout this twelve months, I can actually understand why for some people they just see expansion as a hassle. And I can see for some people that just say, I've had enough of this, I'm jacking it in. I see it quite often in trades groups where they, where people say, I did have two, three, four, five vans, I've gone back down to one because it's just so much easier. I I, I don't think personally it's, it's easier to go back to one for me. I, I don't think I'd ever be in that situation. But I can understand why so, some people, and it, it does depend on your mindset and your character as a person as to whether you're prepared to do that heavy lifting in order to grow the business. And I can understand perfectly why some people, because of their personality, because of the way they just want to run things, they decide not to do it because it is a very time-consuming process. Lesson number three that I learned is that as someone who is growing a business, your role changes 
13, 14 months ago, I was the sweep. I was the bookings, the admin, the finance, uh, chief cook and bottle washer, you know, everything. I, I was I was doing pretty much everything. And then it changed. And I then start having to start manage people. I had to manage people from an admin point of view, from a finance point of view, from from a sweeping point of view. And therefore, you just can't go around pleasing yourself anymore and not telling people what you're doing and why you're doing it. You are, If you're growing a business, you actually become accountable. Even though it might be your business and it's your name above the door and the book stops for you, you still have to be accountable to people. Because, And actually, that's not a bad thing because what I found is that some things that I was doing just because there was no one there to make me accountable – some of those things didn't work or they could be done better. And sometimes things work fine if it's a one-man band, but when you start to grow a business, it doesn't really work. You know, at, at one point, all the phone calls used to come to my mobile. Now they go to our office. So a customer rings up. They manage to get a, a, a slot when they want on the phone there and then. Whereas if it was me, what would happen is it would usually either I'd be answering the phone in the middle of an appointment, which is no good for the customer, nor for the customer on the phone or the one whose appointment I'm at. It just sounds unprofessional. So, you know, imagine like you're ringing up a company and you just hear someone on the phone who sounds like out of breath and hassled and you just, it's not a very, it's not a nice conversation at all. It, it feels quite hurried. Whereas now, when someone answers the phone, it's it's very calm, it's professional, it's proficient, and it's just a better experience for the customer. And it's a better experience for me because, you know, quite frankly, I don't need to take bookings. There's no reason why I need to take 99.9% of the bookings. There'll be some times when I do get involved because it's a certain type of service that we provide, or there's certain issues which have been flagged up at the time of booking, which I think I need a bit more information on that, just so that we don't end up wasting the customer's time by going and not being able to do something. A, a good a good one for us is um, gas fires. Now, there's quite a, a number of gas fires in our area, which you can't sweep the chimney without taking the appliance out. And because we're not gas safe registered as a company, that means that we can we have ended up going to jobs and actually saying we can't do this job I'm afraid. Not only is it a waste of time for us, but also the customer's a bit cheesed off because they thought they were getting their chimney swept and we turn around and say, I'm sorry, we can't do it. Through no fault of our own. It's just the case of that's that's the law. You cannot disconnect a gas fire without being gas safe registered and we're not. And very few chimney sweeps are. So now we always ask for pictures of the gas fire. And it goes through to the office and either Peter himself look at them and we say, yeah, that can be swept in situ or no, that needs to be taken out. So that's great for the customer because they they know that when we go to sweep the chimney, we'll be able to clean the chimney there and then without having to say, ah, can't do it, sorry, come back another time. Um, and that process works very well. Uh, so, so that's the only time really that, that, that there needs to be any sweep input into the, into the process. But also the role changes because you're you're now in a leadership role, and when you're in a leadership role, you you are someone who is who's everyone's eyeballs are on you as to what what do we do next, and you have to 
you do have to step up to that. I can't say I've completely got to the stage where I want to as in terms of being a leader. And it it sounds quite grandiose being a leader, but leadership is like, you know, not shirking your responsibilities, making the making the tough calls, making the decisions, being clear, being concise, being being accessible, being accountable, and sometimes just holding your hands up and saying, No, it was that was that wasn't a great call by me. And I'm quite happy to do that. I, I actually learn more by having those conversations than I than I just think to myself, oh, that's a silly idea. I mean I'm quite happy to admit, and I'll admit to anyone, that some of the best ideas that this company has had in the last 12 months have not come from me. The decision to expand into Liverpool and Sefton, that wasn't my idea. That was Peter's idea, because he knew Liverpool reasonably well. It's somewhere where I'd never really gone before, although I I have family in Liverpool. It's not really an area which I knew particularly well. But since we've been going there, my, my eyes have been opened so much and we, we now do so well in that area. It's it's a fantastic area. And it's, and it's just somewhere which just completely, in terms of sweeping geography, just passed me by completely. I like it when people other than myself have ideas because we'll always, nine times out of 10, try them. And I... I if they, if they work, I'm much happier that someone else's idea has worked than if we take my idea and it works because it just you, you then know you've got a team who are interested, who are engaged, and that's something which I think every company should strive for. Lesson number four, you actually, when you start to grow a business, you do become part of this little club and it's a club where everyone is in a similar boat to you. In in the sweeping world, most people are one-man bands. So you, you all pretty much are in the same boat. When you start to grow a company, then you start to talk about very different stuff. And I've had conversations with people who had, up until this point, not spoken to at all, because just because there's never any need to, really who are now in a similar position and there's a de- there's a degree of commonality and because there's so few chimney sweeping companies in the UK which do expand you become you become kind of part of a an, a niche club and the the one thing i find is that it, it's a lot it's a very nice tight knit group and it's also one that's what's very understanding of each other because because you actually realize that by by expanding your company you are you, there's a lot of emotional and financial investment so you you have a lot of um, you've got a lot more empathy with each other because you you know full well that that this is the kind of thing which isn't which isn't normally done and it it throws up very bespoke challenges uh, i mean most sweeping companies in the UK, the one-person bands, they don't have, you know, staffing issues. They don't have um, foreca- uh, financial forecasts and projections and, and you know, quite a lot of them don't even have VAT implications and stuff like that. Uh, so for, 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 for this little this little group that I found myself in, which is, you know, very informal, but it's, it's great because, because you do talk quite a lot about stuff 
and you find that you're all going through the same things to to greater or lesser extent. So you do find like a, a a nice little a nice little group, and that's and that's and that's great because one of the things about expanding your business is that it is quite a lonely thing. That there's a lot of um, gambling that needs to be done. Gambling is probably the wrong word, but it's you, you, you're you're taking a punt on something, and it may or may not work. And when you're putting your, your own money into it, obviously there's quite a lot at stake. So you do have to ha- have a degree of confidence. You have to have a degree of you, you have to b- believe that something will work. Uh, and sometimes you just need people to bounce that off. And fellow business owners in the same boat as you they're ideal people to bounce off because because you know full well that they're thinking about the same things that you're thinking about and vice versa and that and you always say a problem shared is a problem halved I'll, I'll talk to many sweeps who are in charge of bigger companies and they will give me some insight into things they've done. Sometimes they ring me and say, "Have you have you done this, or are you doing this, or have you thought about doing this?" And we have a great chat, and and it's it's something which I really value going forward. And I think it's it creates a it creates a a, a bond between you because you've obviously you're obviously going down the same path together. And the fifth lesson that I've learned is that it's actually exciting. <laughs> it's it's tiring. It is time consuming. Like I say, it's very expensive, but it's very exciting because when you get to the point where you know that things are going well, they really do go well. When we have our busy season, you know that if the phone rings, you can you can get to that customer fairly quickly because you've ex- you've created capacity in your business to be able to service more customers quicker. And that's the thing that we've done. We really capitalised on that um, throughout the year, particularly in the busy times when the pressure's on for people. They want to find a suite fairly quickly. And because we have got that capacity, we can do that. And the customers love that because the, the last thing that they want is to be hanging around weeks and months waiting for uh, an appointment. Some will wait that long, but you tend to find that they're the customers who maybe they've had you before and they haven't got any particular issues and they're, they're usually quite well organized even the ones who've used you before if they have a problem they won't go they won't wait weeks and months for you they'll just simply go on to the next number and ring them up so we actually find that we're doing ourselves a disservice by not expanding because we can't get to our customers as quickly as possible whereas now because we have expanded and will continue to expand we will we're always going to be in a situation where we can service customers reasonably quickly and that is something which i'm very proud of and that's that's very exciting there's nothing better i find than a customer say ringing up on monday and say yep we've got a slot tuesday do you want that slot and they'll go yeah that's great i had it literally this week where a customer rang up at two o'clock on i think it was tuesday and we had a slot uh, for first thing wednesday because we, we it, it Peter was already out doing his thing, but I I had a gap where I, I could fill that very quickly, and it was it, the, the customer was over the moon because they were they were selling the house. They didn't they didn't particularly want to hang around for even days, really. The sooner the better, and that kind of that rapid response to customers is something which is it's uh, it's certainly 
we're told by our customers that that really sets us apart in ter- not just in terms of suites but in terms of trades businesses in the area in general so that's that that's i always i always always like listening to that because that um that means that you're on the right path so there we are there's my five lessons that i've learned from one year on from expanding mr such chimney sweep hope you've enjoyed it like i always say if you want to drop us a comment please get in touch it's david at trade-entrepreneur.co.uk if you're on spotify on amazon music you give us a give us a like and a subscribe and it'll tell you when the next show is available thanks again for listening have a great week and we'll see you all again very soon <laughs>